Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Yeah, Peter Strzok is gone. Gone from the FBI. Could not be happier. It's about freaking time. Peter Strzok, the one who was having the the, the affair with uh, Lisa Page, the one who was uh, there so, to to save the world from President Trump uh, the, with the with the text, and the one who gave the testimony just uh, a couple of months ago, where he looked demonic and possessed. I mean, like a crazy person. He looked like a crazy person. It was it was it was demonic. It was, it was creepy. Um, and that's that's the only way it could possibly be described. The guy is uh, the guy who has been the uh, the bane of of Trey Gowdy, Congressman Trey Gowdy's existence. Congressman Gowdy, I'll start with you first. I know that that is the first you're hearing of Peter Strzok's attorney and that letter responding today. I hope he says that when he comes before Congress. Um, I, I hope that is his defense, that he's a victim. This is the same guy that said his fellow citizens, he could smell them if they were Trump supporters. This is the same guy that said the election should be $100 million to nothing. This is the same guy who slept walked through the Hillary Clinton investigation, but then woke up and got real excited at the prospect of ending the Trump campaign or ending the Trump presidency. I hope to goodness that he comes to Congress and next week, and that's his defense. That was a couple months ago, but man, it was it was fun watching Gowdy, watching Gowdy take on Strzok. It was enjoyable, and watching Strzok be such a I can't I can't say it. I can't such a scumbag, just a pompous pompous ass. Oh, the I could say pompous ass, just the worst, the worst human being. Glad that he's fired. The question, of course, is going to be. What happens next? Does anything else happen with him? Does anything else happen with these people who truly worked to uh, undermine President Trump? What else have they done? Who else is still there doing such a thing? Right? That's the question. Who else is still there and what it is, uh, what is it that they're doing? We're going to we're going to find out. But I'm glad he's gone. I'm I'm absolutely thrilled that he's gone, but I would not say that uh, you have, uh, you don't have a clean FBI just yet. I think that would be an absolute uh, mistake for sure. And, and then there's this Gallup poll. Democrats view socialism more positively than capitalism by 10 points. Well, that's nice. That That's always good to know. Um, it's, it's, it's adorable. 57% viewing socialism in a positive life. Light against forty-seven percent viewing capitalism positively. Uh, I, I, this is what happens when you don't have a mind. This is what happens when you destroy the school system, when you poison people to believe uh, that there is uh, a value to uh, to the idea of government-run everything. When you tell people there's a value to this stuff, when you tell them, "Hey, the government should do more for you. Hey, the government should give more to you. Hey, the government should should." provide more to you people start believing it it's it's an easy lie to believe 
And Bernie Sanders is is the king of that lie. That's who he is. Bernie Sanders is a con man. Beginning to end. He's not decent. He's not moral. How in the world does a guy who has never held a job, he has always worked for government, how does he afford three houses? When you are cared for by the government, will you be able to afford three houses? You will be told what housing to have. I mean, that's where it eventually goes to, kids. That's where it eventually goes to. Not Bernie. Bernie is the, is the, is the upper. So, uh, so the elites always get a, get a special deal. I mean, just go to the movie 1984, right? Go to that John Hurt movie, and he's there with one of the, the main guys, and he has the ability to turn down the, the voice of Dear Leader, get a little silence in his life. He's afforded some privileges, I believe the line was. That's absolutely, positively it. But 57% viewing socialism in a positive light. How do you, how do you fight this? How do you, how do you go about uh, fighting this uh, exact subject? Well, you know, this came up today. This came up today because I got a tweet from the Socialist Party of Great Britain. Uh, no, no kidding. The Socialist Party uh, from of, of Great Britain. They were very upset that I referred to Ocasio-Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, as a socialist and said that socialism is terrible. They said, oh, clearly not. She's a reformist, not a socialist. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, what the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? She's a socialist. She's one of you. She is you. And they said, wrong. A reformist is someone on the left who wants to take over managing capitalism and supports higher taxes for the rich, more state control of the economy, higher wages for low-paid workers, etc., etc. By the way, that's part of their platform, I guess. A socialist is someone who wants to end capitalism and replace it with socialism. Holy cow. That's a lot of word salad to try and keep people from knowing what it is you're all about. So if Democrats view so socialism more positively than capitalism, and, uh, it, by the way, socialism, but let's say they view it in this reformist garbage, and they want to take over managing capitalism. The question that I was asking earlier goes as follows. How do you take over managing capitalism? If I own a business and Democrats favor, because they have to be asked this, it's one thing to fill something out on a, on a piece of paper, or fill out a questionnaire, or answer a question over the phone, right? Uh, some, some online nonsense. Right? They got to fill it out so then they can watch the video they want to watch of whatever it is they're going to watch. So let's let's say you, you, you have them and you're asking them these questions. It's not that you view socialism more positively. It's that if you view socialism more positively, and socialism is the taking over of managing capitalism, that means I have a business and you need to take over my business. How are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? How are you going to take over my business? Their words from the Socialist Party, the official Socialist Party of Great Britain. They want to take over managing capitalism. The question is, how do you do it? What mechanism is in place that allows you to take over my business? Because to manage capitalism, you have to take over the industry, and it has to be state-run or state-owned. How do you do it? The only answer is you have to be able to do it by force. There is no other way to do it. Even if you say you were going to tax you, 
that's force. Because if I don't pay the taxes, you send people with guns to come get me. If you say you're going to do it via regulation, regulation is force because it's government. And you, when I don't comply, you send people with guns to come get me. So the people who view socialism more positively also view force more positively. Now, which is kind of, it's kind of amazing because they're, they sometimes are the same people who think that it's wrong for people to own firearms, right? Oh, firearms are the enemy, but they don't think that it's wrong for government to have firearms, only the people to have firearms. So they favor, guys, I didn't, I didn't write this. This is just what they're saying. Democrats in the U.S. favor socialism more positively than capitalism. So they favor the idea that they should take over managing the capitalism. The only way to take over managing capitalism, which is to say to manage my business, is through force. And in the same exact breath, they don't think the people should be armed in order to create the safer society, but government should still be armed. So they want an unarmed society taken over by force by the armed government that they think is going to now take care of them. It, it, what, what, no one held up a cue card, guys. That's how easy this one is. That's how twisted and sick those people are. And here's the real problem. They're not twisted and sick. They're not twisted. Well, some of them are twisted and sick. They're not twisted and sick. They just don't know. They've never walked down the path that we just went through. They never went through step by step how this is going to work. If you're not going to take the business by force, exactly how do you get to take it over? This is the Socialist Party of Great Britain. They want takeover, they, the, the reformist, whatever that nonsense term is, wants to take over managing capitalism. How do they take it over? Exactly how else do takeovers happen? What, they're going to buy all the stock? I don't think government's in the business of that. They're in the business of bailing out General Motors, but they're not in the business of buying all the stock. How else? And once you realize that it has to be physical, it has to be physical. It has to be by force. Well, let the socialists defend uh, the use of force. Or are they just doing it for the greater good? Is that going to be their answer? Oh, goodness gracious. I have so much more uh, uh, to to get to. We've got more of Omarosa. Oh, you got to hear everything she had to say. She's the ugliest person. She is the most awful, awful person. It's all President Trump's fault for letting her in the door. I'm Tony Katz. Just a young girl with a quick fuse. I was uptight. Want to let loose. Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Charlottesville in the rearview mirror. But still a lesson to be learned. They had that Unite the Right 2 rally, Electric Boogaloo, whatever the hell it was. Unite the Right 2. So the, I guess the first one they had last year was Unite the Right. I didn't realize that. And that was when a woman died. It was it was awful. Uh, the, these these neo Nazis engaging in protest to which they're American citizens. They have the right to do that. 
and uh, you have to just accept that fact. They have the right to do it. Um, uh, the, that's that's the the big the hardest thing in America to realize is that people who suck have rights. It's just the way it goes. You can't you can't change that. You gotta you gotta you gotta be thankful because you know the people who hate you, they want to take away your rights as well. So you gotta be thankful. Uh, in 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 a way, you have to recognize that we're better off in a society where people can can speak freely, even the people you hate. Now, more and more people don't want those people speaking freely. They're insulted, disgusted uh, by the idea uh, that people should be allowed to speak freely who they disagree with. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole conversation uh, of of Bill De Blasio, his twisted nature. Bill de Blasio, who was on CNN with uh, Brian Stelter, and says the problem here is is that Fox News uh, exists. This is the, the mayor of New York. Fox News exists, and Fox News is is ripping at the fabric of, of society, I tell you. So you'd rather not have the New York Post or Fox News exist? Look, it's a free country. I'm saying because they exist, we've been changed for the worst now, if you said... But isn't that like saying they're fake news or they're an enemy of the people? No, because I think what the president has tried to do is create a dynamic that's anti-media, anti-free speech, undermining democratic norms. This is a president who doesn't really believe in democratic norms. It's quite clear. I believe in them deeply, and I believe in a free discourse. Sure but sounds like you feel anti-media feelings. No, I feel anti-news corp feelings. I feel very angry when I see a media outlet, a corporate giant, a profit-making giant, dividing people and creating hatred and negativity and changing our political landscape for the worse. Now, I think we have to be able to talk about that. They, we have to respect their constitutional rights, of course. But we also are consumers. We're also citizens. If we don't talk about it and they continue to do this to our country, something's wrong. Do what? Have a different point of view? Have a have a different opinion? Do what? Now you understand that in the in the eyes of Bill de Blasio and these these really a pandering and aggressive leftists, they view Fox News and neo Nazis in the same vein. They put them uh, together. That it's because they are purposefully dishonest. Of course that's dishonest because there can be no connection made between the political right to which, sure, Fox News leans and the National Socialist Party, which is to the left. I hate Illinois Nazis. Where the Nazis are closer to the neo-Nazis. Let's call them Nazis. Let's just put an end to it. These white supremacists, where they're closer to, if we're talking about the Nazis, is Antifa, because those are the communists. That's where their history is. Take a look at the flag. Where do you think they emulated that thing? It comes from the Communist Party of the 30s in Germany. That's where it comes from. And it's to this Antifa conversation that we got to make sure we understand that when you see this talked about, what happened in, in Charlottesville, right? They had so the, 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 the neo-Nazis, the white supremacists, uh, all, all scumbags. Um, they, they had a, a, a protest, and people showed up. Uh, journalists were there out, outnumbering uh, the, the, the white supremacists. The Antifa groups and others were there outnumbering uh, the white supremacists. 
Right. And then, of course, the Antifa group doing what the Antifa group does. They tried starting fights with the white supremacists. The white supremacists were doing this Unite the Right Unite the Right rally. And by the way, I hate that they call it Unite the Right. They weren't inviting me. Trust me, I wasn't on their on their radar when they were thinking about this. But they're not the, the right. Don't be don't be ridiculous. Don't be crazy. Don't be nuts. Please. Nazis are not the right. Just not the way it works. So this is what happens now. The Antifa people, they believe punch a Nazi. They believe uh, uh, fight anybody who disagrees with them. You, you, you saw what happened with, uh, what was it, Candace Owens from Turning Point USA and Charlie Kirk. Screamed out and yelled out at a restaurant, water poured on Charlie Kirk. It was, it was a pretty violent scene. You've seen this time and again and, and again. You had NBC reporters being attacked at these rallies. They were attacked at the rallies. Why, why, are we, uh, why are we surprised by this? This is who they are. These are the punch of Nazi people. I hate Nazis. But if they're American citizens, they have the right to speak. And I don't get to take that away from them because they damn well want to take it away from me. They would be thrilled to take it away from me and you. So the Antifa people are violent people. And you'll see them on CNN referred to as the anti-hate crowd. They're not anti-hate. They're filled with hate. They are filled with rage. They want to be violent. They're desperate for it. I think they get off on it sexually. Nah, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong that this isn't how they, uh, they, they, they get themselves into a lather. This is how they do. This is how they do. You know what's hateful? I'll go back to Bill de Blasio for a second. Did you hear the story that a reporter asked him a question uh, at the Dominican Day Parade in Manhattan? And so uh, Bill de Blasio uh, had him sent away. He's there at, at the rib, uh, to cut a ribbon, kicking off the parade. He's posing for photos. Uh, and then um, a, uh, a reporter asked him to comment on the page one story uh, on the New York Post that says city for sale. It's a, it's a story there in the, in the New York Post about city for sale, right? So he doesn't answer the question. He doesn't decline to answer the question, two members of the New York Police Department of his security detail approached the reporter, one grabbed his shoulder, and led him away from the mayor. The reporter, his name is Kevin, and he goes, yeah, Kevin, you have to leave. You can't be here. They escorted him a half a block away, and then he gets a guy by the name of Brian McGoolahan catches up to him, who's the New York's uh, public information officer, and says, come on, Kevin, no stunts today. What the hell? No stunts today? You believe in a free press, and your answer to a reporter asking a question is not to say no comment, but to have him escorted away by guys bigger than him with guns. Again, force. Comes up every time. This is the only one way these people know how to work. It's the only way this kind of stuff can work is by force. And he says he believes in free speech. That's the best part about de Blasio. De Blasio is all committed 
to, to free speech. So I believe in a free, strong media with diverse views. I'll defend it with all I got. But we have to be able to call out when a particular company has a corporate agenda, has a political agenda, and has very effectively changed the American discourse. And by the way, when I was growing up with, I think, some real heroes of journalism, Walter Cronkite's an obvious one, and uh, Murrow and so many others before him, they set a tone of evenness, respect. The civil rights movement of the 60s got a fair hearing because the American media gave them that opportunity to be heard. Today, you have one outlet and one outlet only that is constantly sowing division, and we should be able to talk about that. If you say so. If you say so, I think we should talk about it too. But I don't think that MSNBC or CNN should be off the air. I think they should be better at what they do. They should be better at what they do. And I think when a reporter asks a question, you're allowed to say no comment. You don't have to answer the question. You get a couple of goons to escort them off? Oh, must be must be nice. Government-paid guys with guns escort uh, a member of the press away so he can't ask the question to the elected official who serves the people. That's a fantastic message you're sending. You should be, should be very proud. Very proud of yourself uh, there, uh, His Honor. When you're the mayor of New York, it's his honor. H-I-Z-Z goes back to Ed Koch. Yeah, those days are long gone. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669 is where you find me and Twitter, at Tony Katz Omarosa. It's just the never-ending treat that is this awful human being. And I, I want to be on the, on the record. I blame Donald Trump. I blame the President of the United States. He doesn't hire the best people. That was, that was untrue, as they say, in the business. So you know that Amorosa is the one from The Apprentice, right? Amorosa is the one who's everybody's favorite enemy. And then somehow she ended up supporting Donald Trump for president, even though, I mean, she's a Democrat. I don't think anybody doesn't know that. Uh, and she actually got herself a gig, a gig in, uh, in the White House. Where, according to report after report, she was just impossible to deal with. Completely and totally impossible uh, to deal with. And she would just walk right into uh, the, the Oval Office. Supposedly, she had her, her wedding photos taken uh, in, in the White House. Didn't ask anybody. Just brought the whole wedding party. I don't even know how she was able to do such a thing. And now we learn that she recorded conversations with the Chief of Staff, John Kelly. She recorded conversations with the president, you got to find that, Ari. There's there's audio of her uh, with with the president where the president supposedly called her and said, what's this I hear that you're leaving? And she's like, well, uh, uh, General Kelly asked me to leave. And he goes, oh, it's, I didn't know anything about that. I, I think he's just trying to soft play it and play it nice the way, the, in, in classic Trump style. But she recorded him. 
I mean, Trump was asked about it. There was this whole event that took place in Jersey, and Trump was asked about it by a reporter who was kind of yelling out over these bikers that were there with him at his uh, at his Jersey place. Low life. She's a low life. That that was his response right there uh, to her to uh, to Amorosa. Yeah, she's she is the absolute worst. Someone's gonna buy her book. Someone's gonna buy her book. Now I have often said that if I was offered the opportunity to be the press secretary for the president or the vice president, I do two shows a day. I do six hours of radio a day. I'm just getting started on on what I really want to do and want to want to grow out. I would put it all on hold. I'd be like, I'll be back, and I would go be press secretary. There, it, there, there is not a question about it. There is not a doubt about it. And I tell you now, I would write a book about it. I wouldn't be recording people in the Situation Room. That's that's what Amarosa did. Amarosa recorded the chief of staff. In, in the Situation Room. Incredible story that I was running around the White House, the false story that was told by a reporter and repeated by this network and other reporters that I tried to charge right. the residents of the White House, and it's a lie. If I didn't have this recording, listen, yep. people would still think that I was trying to set off alarms. So yes, I had to protect myself and I have no regret about it. Good for her, she's got no regret about being the worst human being ever. And I don't want I don't want to even get into the whole protection thing. If you had to protect yourself, why are you working there? Why didn't you just extricate yourself from the situation? Why didn't you just step away from the entire situation? You know, oh, I knew Trump was in mental decline and I knew he was there were so many racial things going on and for being a part of that, I have regret. Oh, bull crap. You wanted the book. Who are you lying to? You don't have any regrets. Your soul doesn't know how to regret. Your brain doesn't work on that level. Who are you kidding with this? You have no regrets. This is what you wanted. This was the dream, and it's all coming true. I was a featured guest on Meet the Press. I was a featured guest on the Today Show. You like me. You really like me. She's trash. She is trash she recorded a conversation with the president. Marosa, what's going on? I just saw on the news that you're thinking about leaving. What happened? General Kelly, General Kelly came to me and said that you guys wanted me to leave. No, I, I, nobody even told me about it. Nobody, wow. you know, they run a big operation, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that. God yeah. Damn it. I don't love you leaving at all. That's just some of that conversation. That's what she 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 released. He called her, and this is what this is this is uh, what she did. By the way, you know what that sounds like? Um, that my father talks about this all the time. Oh God, uh, he's in a business where he sometimes has to deal with people who uh, um, they, they work in in in. Uh, you know, I'm not even gonna say what industry. I'm not even gonna say what industry. But sometimes he. he He's like, I can't stand, I can't stand how they respond. I can't stand the lack of follow through. I can't stand the lack of initiative. It drives drives me crazy. But every time uh, he's talking to somebody, he's like, uh, Steve, I love you. I think you're great. Every single time, my father says, uh, Julie, 
Can't thank you enough. Uh, honestly, uh, you know, everybody else there, a moron. Moron. But you, I, I thank you so much. Appreciate the help, really. You're fantastic. You know, uh, John, what am I supposed to do? Talk to these other people? I need to talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. That's you. That's you, John. You're the only guy who knows what they're talking about. If I didn't have you to talk to, why would I, why would I be in business with the rest of the group? My father does that all the time. Now, my father is, is older. My father uh, is, is from New York. So maybe it's a New Yorkism of a certain age. It's very, very possible. Or maybe my father learned what Donald Trump learned. That sometimes you say the thing because that's how you get the thing done. Maybe he didn't want to be seen as the bad guy. Oh, I didn't know. They run a big operation over there. You know, John's in charge. But listen, ah, this isn't what I wanted. But what's done is done. It's done. It's done. What am I going to do? It's done. And and you know what? Listen, listen. You need me. You need me. You know where to find me, of course. And, and you reach out. You reach out. Let me tell you, you. Let me tell you, you. Couldn't have done it without you. Couldn't have done it without you. You. You are special. You are very. I could not have done it without you what i can't tell you how much i i i appreciate you how much you matter to me how much you mean to me you're so important and you're so smart you can go so far you can go so far with that brain of yours look what you've done so far look at all you've done look at where you're gonna go look where you came from look at where you're going unbelievable what a what a what a good good person you are all right i gotta i gotta go yeah i got the job you know what it is you know you've seen me oh it's just constant hey don't be surprised if i call you for some advice don't be surprised I, uh, you pick up the phone, and, and, and it's me, all right? All right? All right. All right. I love you. I love you. I appreciate you. I can't thank you enough. Oh, shame this happened. I love you. All right. I love you. I love you. Bye-bye. You don't think that's exactly the way he has done that conversation a million times? I swear to God, it is like the press has never once lived an actual day of real life. They all live in this little bubble of, of nonsense, garbage, crap. How I described it, that's gone down a billion times. Everybody knows it. Everybody who has ever in any way lived any part of life knows that it's true. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, think, uh, I don't think it's that Trump didn't know personally, but now he can play it any way he wants and it's fine. Right? I think I think he knew. I don't think he cared that much. But understand that everything we're dealing with 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 Omarosa right now is all Donald Trump's fault. He hired a fool. The one thing he can't lay claim to, he didn't hire the best people. Some people were really good. Some people took him two or three tries to get to the right people. He is still working on some. Absolutely true. He didn't hire the best people. That said. I want to make I want to be clear. I want to go full whataboutism. Neither did Barack Obama. The difference is Trump eventually fires his bad people. Oh, you see, you might want to pick up that mic. I just dropped it. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. The fossil fuel ban. It's not happening. It was a couple months ago the DNC announced that they were not going to take money from fossil fuel companies. Fossil fuels. 
Uh, oil companies. Can we just say oil companies? Can we just say oil companies and not be morons? They weren't going to take money from oil companies. They weren't going to do it. They were going to stand up and say, we won't take their money because they're destroying the environment. And harumph, harumph, harumph. That's, that's kind of what they did. They went they went full, full Mel Brooks over there. That's exactly how they... How they went about it. Full full on harumph. Here we go. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. Harumph. You watch your ass. Makes me so happy. Well, now they've reversed course. This, according to uh, Ash Scow over the Daily Wire, it was approved by a 30 to 2 vote. Now the DNC, quote, supports fossil fuel workers and will again accept donations from company political action committees. This, according to HuffPo, uh, the resolution was introduced by the DNC chairman, uh, Tom Perez. The inclusion of working people in their unions representing all industries is critical to the Democratic Party's ability to affect change that improves the lives of workers, their families, and America, America's middle class. Because Republicans are chipping away at workers' rights, weakening unions, depressing wages, all while giving massive tax cuts to millionaires and billionaires. It's bourgeoisie, proletariat. It's 99% the 1%. Ain't nothing new under uh, the, the, the sun. Nothing new whatsoever. So they're now taking the money again. Right? They weren't going to take the money. And then they realized they needed the money. So uh, they, uh, they, they took the money. All of a sudden, I turned into Norm MacDonald right there. You, know, you see what happened is... Uh, uh, they they had no money, and uh, I don't I don't know about you, but uh, but when you when you don't have money, uh, it's uh, kind of broke because uh, you 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 don't have any money, and you look in your pocket, and you're like, I, I had money, and and uh, now I don't have any money, so uh, so when I, boy, I better better go get some money, so they uh, so they, so they just changed it there. They first they said they wouldn't take the money, and now they now they take the they take the money, and uh, that's 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 how it works. That's uh, that's uh, politics one hundred and one. Uh, take the money and uh, and uh, screw your soul. That's that's basically it. That's my that's my Norm Macdonald right there. Norm McDon- I could watch Norm Macdonald for forever, for forever. For a short while, he followed me on Twitter. I don't even know how that happened. Uh, man, talk about a guy I'd love to interview. Like, and I I don't want I don't want to ask him about you know i want to ask him about comedy but i want to ask him like history of comedy where he thinks comedy is going today like that those are the questions that i'd ask him he is destructively brilliant funny spectacular a joy and i know he's got does he have a talk show on netflix or did he just do it on his own he should have a talk show as much as i want a talk show uh norm mcdonald would have the greatest like actual talking people talking sharing talk show in the history of Ever. That's how good he would be. That's how absolutely fantastic Norm Norm McDonald would be. That guy is a joy and a treat. Is it on Netflix? Okay. Good. Good. There. Good on you, Netflix. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear. And then just add Tony Katz, you're done. That's all you need. That's all you need. And you know what? I'll do a whole show where I simply talk about how much I enjoyed Norm's show. That'll That'll be my whole show. Oh my goodness, I ah, uh, that's that's an interview I'd love to do, but I'd need like three hours, because I would I would cry, 
I would, the laughter would be fantastic and special. And have you heard about Jeff Sessions, the attorney general? He took a photo. He's down in Texas. He's uh, in, in, I think, in Houston. He's there for, for an event. And he ends up eating uh, at a place called El Tiempo. He eats in a Mexican restaurant, a Tex-Mex place in Texas, which, as you know, is never done. Nobody eats Tex-Mex or Mexican food in Texas. That's, like, impossible. So uh, they, the, the owner takes a picture of the attorney general and uh, the owner's son and posts it. It was an honor to serve the attorney general. He was there uh, meeting with law enforcement on crime and illegal immigration. And then people went to town, went crazy. Went crazy. How could you take a picture with this racist, with this bigot, with this, this, that, and the other? One person said, I felt it was a slap uh, to the community that supports the restaurant and that backs up the restaurant and that works for the restaurant. They, they serve the customer who walked in the door. That's somehow a problem. They had to take down the post. They apologized. It does not represent us supporting uh, Sessions' position. And then they just they, they have to go into more apologies and more apologies and more apologies. It's just pathetic. They did their job. They served a guy, and they took a picture with the attorney general. Okay. The end. Not every... It's it, All of these people who think that Sessions is wrong... When will you at least admit that it's wrong to cross the border illegally? When when will you admit this? That it's wrong to cross the border illegally. When does that come into play? When do we to get to hear you make this uh, fantastic and world-class admission? Never? Never? You're never going to admit it? Okay, terrific. Good on you. Good on you. Way, way, to, way to be honest. And as for Keith Allison, man, I got to wait for more of the story to come out. I have no idea how this is going to affect him. I don't have I seen this anywhere in in mainstream uh, media that Keith Allison, the congressman from Minnesota, uh, allegations of sexual abuse. Have, have, has that has this not been a been a conversation that you 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 have Keith Allison, a former girlfriend. And her, her girlfriend's son claiming that there was physical and mental abuse. He's saying it didn't happen. She says there are text messages, and th- they put uh, the text messages out there. Uh, now, the text messages don't necessarily show abuse, uh, but rather uh, what, what, they, what they show is that you have um, something that happened, some level of conflict between the congressman and, and this woman. Um, I'm, I'm going to be following this story. Oh, I can. By the way, I, I went to, because I sometimes like to just, you know, hurt myself. I went to the CNN website. I don't see it mentioned. I, I don't see it mentioned anywhere in their top stories in today in politics. Um, I don't see it under uh, news and, and buzz. All their sections, no, they have nothing about Keith Ellison. Absolutely Nothing. About Keith Ellison. That's something else. That's that that is special, right there. That you won't even. He's being accused of sexual impropriety. He's being accused of abuse. I shouldn't say sexual impropriety. It's, it's abuse. He's being accused of abuse. I thought we were supposed to believe these people. I thought that's what mattered. But luckily, you you, you got the story about Jim the Anvil Nightheart.
uh, gone at the age of 63. Jim the Anvil Neidhart, who was uh, the, the partner there of Brett the Hitman Hart, um, yeah, fell at home and hit his head. Good Lord. That's, uh, that's not the way you want to go out. He is the father of uh, Natalia in the WWE. Yeah, I pay attention to what's going on in the world. I can talk about Fortnite, too. Uh, Twitter, Tony Katz. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The podcast, TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.